This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. I have to say Picture it, Los Angeles, 2017. Wow, that's so weird to hear. 2017. Hi, guys. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of the Golden Girls, and then we talk about it. And we just watched season five, episode six, Dancing in the Dark, which aired on November 4th, 1989, mm-hmm. also my seventh birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Thanks. Like years <laughs> later. Like yeah. 17 I years I specifically later. remember this birthday because it was a New Kids on the Block themed birthday. And wow. this is going to sound so sad. I invited like a bunch of cool girls to come. Like intentionally? Like yeah, like I choose. really, I really, I wanted them to be friends with me, but they weren't really into it. But um, one of them came, a girl named Stephanie, and the other girls didn't come. And on Monday, I saw, um, and I actually like had a good time with Stephanie. Yeah. And this is already turning into a therapy session, forgive yeah. me. And on Monday, the two other girls, Alice and Lindsay, I overheard them yelling, like scolding Stephanie for coming to my birthday party. And she told them that her mom made her. Because we were both on the same Odyssey of the Mind team. What's Odyssey of the Mind? It's like competitive theater and improv for kids that I did for like a million years when I was younger. It's now called wow. Destination Imagination, I believe. You had a you had an interesting childhood. I guess. I had a very indoors opposite of that childhood where I was just like, I don't want to be friends with anyone. I was indoors a lot, but... I wanted friends. Mm, I didn't. So this episode (laughs) is the introduction of Miles, guys. Yes. Speaking of Rose's special friend, this starts many different episodes where Miles is featured as a ongoing character. And it is one of the very few recurring storylines that that the Golden Girls has. Well, yeah, they're sort of dating arc, yes. I guess. Yes. Yeah, I mean, because well, it goes into the last season. I mean, it's it's like very rarely do they ever like call back to an episode um, before. And I think they do that with Miles. Does Rose date anybody else from here to the end of the well, series? Well, yeah, she dates um, Newton. Uh, what's, oh, uh, no. Isaac um, Newton. Isaac Newton, she, dates, yeah. she goes on a date with Isaac Newton, turns out to be... The mobster. What was his name? Well, no, no. Those are two different episodes. Oh, you're right. Though yes. I guess maybe Isaac Newton and then the Cheese Man. Maybe between when 
Miles leaves, and when he comes back as Samuel Plankmaker, and then well, and she almost also gets killed goes by the cheese man. To, Maybe she to, dates in between that to make Miles jealous. She goes on a double date with Blanche at a fancy restaurant when Miles is being cheapo with two like rich oh, Texas right, people. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, so she, she does she date a little around. bit more. She definitely gets around. Okay. Yeah. Um, before we start getting into the specifics of this episode, we have a Golden Girls super fan and friend of the podcast to thank. She's she he I'm sure he'll he's fine with she um, <laughs> sent really awesome awesome pieces of art for what's the website that we can go to well we'll link to it on our Facebook page with the artist name Greg Robertson and he sent us these amazing um, canvas prints yeah. of the girls um, yeah, he definitely. does really great Golden Girls artwork so really great Blanche looks so fierce she looks very fierce I love her earrings and I love uh, Dorothy's cheekbones. Yeah, so we're going to uh, take a photo of ourselves with these because yeah. they're so, so cool. But what's the website? Um, we're going to link to his Etsy page on our, our Facebook page. Oh, but how can they search for it if they don't go um, to the Facebook just, page? Uh, Greg Robertson, Great. I guess. Um, you can also go on um, Instagram. It's Golden Girls Art, I believe. Oh, cool. Uh, but definitely Google or look for Greg Robertson um, if you don't like to go other places looking for links. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Greg, for those. I'm so excited. Yeah, to they up look in so the great. So, so great. We've been, I've been waiting because they came the other day and I've been waiting for the, us to record this episode where we could like publicly together yeah. proclaim our They're thanks great. for them. Yes. They're so great. So great. All right. So let's get into it. Um, this episode, um, I mean, we're about to leave the 80s on the mm. Golden Girls here. We're getting to the end. Goodbye, 80s. But I'm so glad that this episode begins with like what I consider to be such an you 80s know, thing. Because I'm sorry. It's Go okay. Because uh, my mom used to do this, which is uh, Blanche is lining the kitchen drawers and cabinets with contact paper. Wow. Before we get into that, I do want to say. I believe, I could be wrong on this, but I believe the last episode of the 80s is the suicide episode, which is coming up next. Mm -hmm. Very fitting. Very fitting that a suicide episode is the last episode of the 80s. Why is that fitting? Because the 80s sucked. Oh, I see. So it's like the 80s is offing itself. 80s, yeah. To, um, Goodbye, 80s. Yeah, that's dark. Well, the 80s had AIDS. <clears throat> that is dark. Um, I also apologize. I am sick. Oh. I may sound a little bit like Kathleen Turner. You don't at all. <clears throat> Great. Yeah. Um, so she's lining the cabinets, which, uh, why does anyone do that? Um, I think to like, you know, it's like when people put wallpaper on their walls, it's just, I think something to maybe make it look nice, but it's not to protect something. It's not to protect the cabinets. I, I don't think so. Protect them from what? You guys, what do you do? Why do you line the wall? I think it's your, decorative. Is it? It's I feel like decorative. there's an intent. There's a, there's cause like you put glasses there. What if you put a glass there before it dries? Is that, does it protect the cabinet? I get, yeah, I guess if you're putting a lot of wet, drippy glasses away over time, it could warp or stain the wood, assuming it's wood you've it would got be in great. the cabinet. Like if you don't, I don't have a dishwasher and I actually don't like dishwashers. I like clean, I like doing the dishes myself. It's very therapeutic. But like, wouldn't it be great if they invented something that you could just sort of like quickly put the glass under it and it was like dry? Like the automatic hand dryers in the bathrooms? Yeah, but, yeah. For, for, but for dishes. I'm sure those exist. Just sort of like you put it on a quickly. Pfft, you I know. bet those exist. Yeah. Yeah. I'll Google it. I'll Google it. Um, so this is also, I think you mentioned, uh, and the reason why Blanche is lining the shelves with the contact paper is because she, she can't is, get a date. She is, <clears throat> Blanche is like 
having a dry spell and she is horny as ever. This sets up a pattern of episodes where for the next few seasons, Blanche is always the one being like, I can't believe it's Saturday night and I don't have a date. Yeah, she's very... It's very upsetting for her. Well, I mean, of course it is. It's traumatic. It's yeah. a trigger. Her not having a date is like a sexual mm-hmm. trigger. Um, and then, uh, so Rose comes home um, and brings home a, her new sort of a guy that she's kind of been seeing, but they're only, they're partners in this like ballroom dancing Yeah, we just club. got back from ballroom dancing. Yeah. Um, it's fun. I It's fun. Ballroom dancing. Yeah. So I guess... I guess it's like once a week, yeah. everybody gets dressed up and they go to a bar and they just dance to ballroom music. That's a large commitment once a week. I don't have time for that. I mean, I don't have a busy schedule. I just don't like committing to something once a week. Mm. That's what we do, though. This is different, though. <laughs> the Golden Girls is an everyday experience for me. Got it. So this is just an extension of your everyday existing life already. I would be doing already. this regardless. You would just be sitting recording. and talking about yeah, an I would. I would talk to my wall about this episode. Sure, yeah. sure. Or um, Frasier. I would talk to Frasier about it. Yeah, that it. makes sense. He's yeah. out cold, though. Um, you think he is, but he's watching. <laughs> Rose is... So, so, so smitten. She is so smitten and it's so sweet. Um, But she says that when they ballroom dance, they don't really talk, which I think is interesting because they're strangers, right? They've met at this ballroom dance class, but. But they're not because they met in the first season. Well, right, of course. They met when he was Arnie. Yeah. I like the name Miles much better. He looks more like a Miles. I'm never going to be Charlie. (laughs) Does he say that when he's Arnie? I think so. Yeah. I think he, she's. She that that she hasn't had sex since Charlie died, and he's like, I can't compete with Charlie. <laughs> she's something. afraid she's gonna kill him. He, no, that was. Oh, later. I'm sorry. No. It's because yeah, she hasn't had sex, and then they go yeah. in the boat. They go on the boat, and it's a tiny room, and yeah. yeah. And she says, "Hold me." And she's 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 been in the bathroom all night or something. <laughs> yeah, but her strange. makeup's amazing. Yeah, let's just talk about every other episode. <laughs> um, but. Rose has such an adorable moment when he leaves and she throws her back against the door and she was like, as they say in St. Olaf, and it goes on like over the audience's laughter. And this one woman in the audience, she has this laugh. You got to listen to it, guys. She, I think I've heard it before in the Golden Mm -hmm. Girls. Um, And I, I even think Alaska brought it up that laugh, maybe in private. I don't know. But where it's like, (laughs) Ah, ah. And it like lasts after the laughter yeah. keeps going. Listen for it. It's really, yeah. really good. Yeah, I heard it a couple times. Yeah. Um so uh And then and then Blanche goes, He dipped you, right? Oh yeah, because she's so just so horny. She's like, It's been so long since I've been dipped. <laughs> she just can't. Like she is just like bursting with She should have bought a vibrator. I'm sure she has one. You think? Yeah. Yeah, of course she does. I, I feel like Blanche would look at a vibrator and go, I can get the real thing. I don't need that. I don't need artificial. I don't know. I feel like she'd use it as a bedroom toy. Mm. Mm. So uh, Miles has invited Rose over to his house. Some of his coworkers are getting together for like a going away party. His professor friends. Well, she finds out when she gets there that he's a professor. Because yes. they didn't even know, like, again, they never talked beyond, like, what's your name, I guess, when they were ballroom yeah. dancing. Um, and this happens multiple times in the episode. And I feel like this also happens in the Barbara Thorndike episode where the portrayal of... Uh, intellectuals yeah. is... Uh, they have a subtle British accent 
always. They. <laughs> I've planned to hypothesize. Yeah, it's like. Yes, they, they Rose. So Miles takes Rose over to introduce him to two people, and the woman or the guy is like, uh, "Yes, we were just hypothesizing. Um, what you know, if you could have, uh, you know, dinner. If you could with invite anyone, three people over to dinner, who would you inv- and dead uh, dead from history? Who would you invite? And and Rose is like, "Well, I'd have to invite my two best friends, Dorothy and Rose, or Blanche, and." Uh, I don't know. Who was the last person she said? Oh, Jesus. She wanted Jesus. Yeah, which to me, I'm like, oh, Rose is funny. But here's the thing. A hypothesis is when you set out to, like, solve something. You're Mm -hmm. like, my hypothesis is, or, like, will, you know, like when you do science projects as a kid, if we put this blue dye in the water, will the the celery stick uh, soak it up and will it turn blue? So I feel like what they're saying isn't even is actually sounds kind of dumb because they're mm. like if we were just hypothesizing we were just hypothesizing um and then they ask a subjective question if yeah. you could have anyone over for dinner. So and then Rose makes a very funny joke but yeah. is like oh well I had my roommates. Oh and Jesus. So I actually think Rose is much smarter than those people. I think so too. Those are people who are trying to sound smart. I think they're being inauthentic yes. and I think Rose is actually she's being true to herself I and authentic. I think you're spot on. Who are the three people you would invite though? Oh, they said living or dead, right? Did oh, they? God. I think, I yeah, think they from said history. No, she said if you could invite anyone to dinner, living or dead, who would it be? Living's stupid. It has to be from history. It has to be dead. I would. I would invite all the Golden Girls. Would you? I, yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I yeah. It, oh, this is too hard. I feel like I don't. Also, River know. Phoenix. Uh, okay. Yeah. I was I, like, <laughs> that's a teenage thing. I know exactly who I would invite. Who would you invite? I would invite Amelia Earhart to be like. So what happened? Um. <laughs> You know, to figure out how Marilyn she died. Monroe to no. be like, so what happened? Don't give a fuck about Marilyn. I know I'm what happened curious to, to know. I know what happened to Marilyn. Kurt um, Cobain. Um, don't care to about be like Kurt. what happened. Don't care about Kurt. Okay. Uh, and then I would. <laughs> I know. Oof. I know. It's weird, right? Um, and then I would invite Robert Stack, host of Unsolved Mysteries, over mm. to be like, "Do you ever get my letters?" <laughs> and then I would invite Catherine Hepburn just to bitch talk everybody. You thought about this. I did you while I was watching the episode. While we were watching it. Yeah. <laughs> You've thought about it way more than me. I sent so many letters to Robert Stack. That's so, so sweet. <laughs> I bet you, you should reach out. You should try to find an old producer from Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I, Rose is just so sweet and charming in the scene. And the other people just sound so stupid they and dumb. They make her dumb. feel dumb. And they, they do like what a lot of, well, not what a lot of, but what, what smart people, what people who think they're smart do a lot, which is make other people feel dumb. Yeah. And it's like, no, fuck you. Also, I just want, I want to call it their social skills. Miles' mm. friends, social skills, because he introduces Rose to another man and woman, mm. and he's like, take good care of her. I'll be right back. And they do not. And they don't even say to her, like, hey, how are you? Yeah. How do you know Miles? Yeah. What kinds of things do you enjoy? What do you do for a living? Where mm-hmm. do you live? She walks over and they immediately go like, we were just having a discussion about whether or not Moby Dick is the self-actualizing prophecy, blah, blah, blah. Sanos. And I'm like, that's not how you, that's being, you know, you're not being inclusive and in trying to, well, and you also, know. Also, I mean, if I, oh. if, if I was Rose in this situation, one of my big red flags Big red flags when I'm dating someone new is if I don't like their friends, if their friends are dickheads, yeah. big red flag because you are the company you keep. 
I feel like if I'm dating someone, I can introduce that person to every single person who is in my life without having to explain or prep them for how they act. No. They are my friends. They are good people. Yeah. Embrace. Yeah. Whereas Rose comes into Miles' situation and all my Miles' friends are dickheads. Yeah, I'm a little... What does that say about um, Miles? Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I feel like he just... He maybe he has... Clearly, we find out later what it says about on. Miles. Miles isn't Miles. That's true. Yeah, maybe Miles was so distracted and keeping up the fact that his entire life is a lie mm-hmm. that he didn't notice it. Um, That's heavy. I'm so, I bet Barbara Thorndike was in the bathroom during that scene. She was definitely at that party. No Jews, though. Um, no, of course not. Yeah, no Jews. Um, so then uh, back at the house, um, Blanche still on a quest to find a date has mm. just come back from the hardware, hardware store. store she <laughs> wanted to the like the guarantee place and i've i i actually got a getting getting nsfw here but i got a blow job at a home depot what? i did i did where in the home depot well so during By all the lumber no in oh. the bathroom so during chemo i went i would i would do this thing this is stupid but I would do this thing where, like, I would try to masturbate everywhere I go, you know? So, like, Target, Home Depot. No, I don't the know. The Shell Station, like, Walgreens, McDonald's. Um, Why? It just became a thing. I don't know. It was something I had to do. And I, I did that at Home Depot. And this nice little non-English-speaking gentleman on that door, apparently he knew what I was doing. <gasps> he probably looked over. And he was like, you know, yeah, help. And I was like, sure. And that was my, because I figured like it would be like literally as it was happening, I was like, this is going to be great in the memoir. Wow. Yeah. And it is great in the memoir. I story. Yeah. There's lots of, oh, I got lots of really pathetic stories. Wow. <laughs> that is, Wow. All so right. Blanche is on to something. It does work. All right. All right. It's, uh, yeah, she's she's at the hardware store, like in the power tool section looking for guys, but she doesn't really find anything great. But mm-hmm. she does buy a see-through shower curtain. Which, what does that do? Don't they share a bathroom, too? Yeah, they do. And also, their bathroom's so big, I don't even think they, do they have a shower curtain? I, yes, they do, because it was torn. But yes, they do have a shower curtain. Okay. Because remember in the scene where um, uh, uh, Sophia gets married again, and what's well, his name? Oh, and wait. Do- How many Dorothy. bathrooms do they have? Because, yes, there's the one where there's two. Max is in the ba- shower, and Dorothy gets in, and they're like, ah, because they see each other. But then there's one where they're replacing the toilet, and they have, like, that giant sort of shower with the, the heads yeah. right over I the center of it. I think they have two bathrooms. It. I think maybe Sophia has her own bathroom. Maybe not. I don't know. I I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. The house is actually a mansion. Yeah, I feel like there (laughs) were rooms that just never see that garage again, even though they redid it. All right. (laughs) We saw it twice. We saw it with some some minks, and then we saw it again. Um, So Rose comes home, and she's super bummed out. I feel dumb. She feels dumb. And so Blanche Blanche is like, you need to get him on your home turf. You Mm -hmm. need to invite that bitch over here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what she does. They mm-hmm. have dinner out on the lanai. Hey, plug branding. And um, so uh, Rose has made a dish that's basically it's ground beef and cabbage. And <sighs> Sophia has the greatest joke in, I think, the whole episode because it gets the longest audience <laughs> laugh break. Um, she goes, cabbage she serves me. In 10 minutes, I could be sky riding. <laughs> And it just goes on. The laughter. 
Sophia doesn't have a lot to say in this episode. No, Sophia, but Sophia, she Sophia got doesn't a really have much to joke. do. But yeah, she was, she's great in it. And then Miles, again, it's like this sort of very... It's a sitcom's idea of what it means to be an intellectual. Maybe not just a sitcom. Maybe the, 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 these characters sound like characters from like Woody Allen movies too. But all of a sudden, Miles is telling Dorothy a joke. He's like, so the existential says to the psychiatrist, just because you don't see a parrot on my head. And I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> is that all these people talk about? It's like Moby Dick and and jokes about like existentialism yeah. and hypothesizing yeah. and... I don't know. That all just feels like real trivial stuff to me. It, it feels boring to me. Mm. It feels like, no offense to anyone in the city of San Francisco, but it feels like everybody I talk with in San Francisco. But nobody's talking about, like, personal experiences. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like real nobody's life stuff. Nobody's going like... Like, my mom used to say this. Yeah, or you like, know? hey, what were you like growing? What was your life like growing up? Where do yeah. you come from? Yeah. Like, none of that stuff. It's yeah. just like every, it's very surface level. I don't if enjoy it. If you could it. be a pizza, what pizza would you be? Yeah, it's really whatever. Um, and, you know, and so Dorothy laughs at, yeah. at his joke and then he wants to go see some composer, which Rose thinks is a sports team and Dorothy corrects her. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Dorothy, first of all, you're not helping Rose. No. Um, and second of all, it's sort of foreshadowing Ugh. in the, the later season episode where the there's like that season, full yeah. crazy moon and Dorothy mm-hmm. and Miles end up kissing because they bond over their, you know, over their smart brains. <laughs> Shit gets just like unhinged mm. in the last seasons. Oh, yeah. That episode is bonkers. It really is. Um, it truly is. And there's a really sad moment at the act break. It actually makes me... Like, there's nothing that I will tear up at more than seeing someone defeated. You know what I mean? Seeing someone who inherently is a good person, who is a genuine... There's a great scene, where this is an example of that, where, and it's all in the writing, I think, but and a bit in the performance. But in Muriel's Wedding, did you ever see that movie? Yeah, oh yeah. Abbott. When, mm-hmm. when um, the mom, oh, even thinking about it breaks my heart. When the mom uh, is, she, the, the Muriel gets that staged wedding or whatever, and the mom's just sort of shut out by everybody. And then she she's in the grocery store, and her feet hurt. She, her feet are swollen for some reason. And she, she takes off these sandals off the rack and just puts them on with the intention to purchase mm-hmm. them and then forgets. And someone turns her in and she gets like arrested mm. and, and then she later like commits suicide. And it was just like, Oh my God, this woman just wanted to be a nice, good mom. That's all. Ugh, so, Oh, not saying Rose should commit suicide, but, but she's, she's very upset. She yes. says that she feels she's defeated. She's very defeated in front of miles. And she There's asks nothing worse. She asks Dorothy to go break up with miles for her, which is, yeah, I don't like to because see her sad. I don't like to see anybody sad, but yeah. especially Rose. Yeah. Um, so then it's like another day. Yeah. And, um, Blanche, you and I both were wondering about this. Blanche's outfit. We were like, is that pajamas? Yeah. It was we like, I could not tell what she was wearing. It was l- not lace. It looked amazing. Like silk. It looked it was like, like a silk pink and thing. Floral, but it was like pink pants and she was wearing yeah. heels and then like a, a sort of a, almost like a crop top, but and then, yeah, like, but then it looked like she had, like, one of her silk robes on. I just, yeah. I couldn't tell. I was like, I can't tell if you're dressed for bed or if you're <laughs> dressed to, like, twirl, you know? Well, Dorothy was dressed like she was cleaning out her closet. And Betty had a Band-Aid on her knee. What has gone <laughs> her down? Her falling apart. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I feel like it must. Her injury must have happened like right because they were already fit, like figured out their wardrobe and stuff. But yeah, yeah Betty had yeah. a little band aid on her knee, and I was like, "Oh, that makes me so sad because like Rose is broken in this episode." <laughs> I'm looking into it. Um, so Rose tells Blanche uh, to go out with Miles to go Miles to won't the, stop calling the concert with Miles. Yeah, um, and uh, and once she's gone, um, also I. Here's the tough thing about Rose telling Blanche to go with Miles to go out with Miles. That has to have I mean, we all know how horny Blanche is right now and how yeah. much she's looking for a date right now. I don't know that I would send even if I was like unsure about it, I'd feel really weird about sending a friend out yeah. with a guy. Like, mm, it, well, it would it, just be weird. There is a bit I of, feel like that's when, like, your friend texts you and they, is like, hey, can I go out on a date with your ex-boyfriend? And you're don't like, Don't ever do uh, that. Why would you ever do that's that? That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, no. But, I mean, Rose is trying to push him off and trying to, like, get him distracted from her just to make it easy. So yeah. I see that happening. But at the same time, there is a funny sort of self-aware bit where Dorothy just sort of says, like, when Blanche is all like, I don't know. I don't know if I can go out. I mean, I just would feel horrible going out with your man. I would feel like a, I would feel like a, and then Dorothy says, a backstabbing slut. <laughs> and and that's sort of where it ends and it's a funny joke in and of itself. But then when Blanche leaves after she agrees to go on the date and there's this pause and then Rose just sort of deadpan, she turns into like 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 the Rose that we never really see when mm-hmm. she's like totally aware of the situation and she says to Dorothy, can you believe that backslabbing slut? Which I feel like is one of the most popular, like, Rose gifts. Yeah. Aside from the one of, like, her fainting on the couch when she's wearing, like, her sheet oh, yeah. and cloud sweater. That's a great gift, too. Um, yeah. But then Blanche goes on this date, mm-hmm. and she's... What I don't get is Blanche comes in complaining about this date because Miles just keeps talking about Rose, just how precious Rose is, how cute Rose is. And it's like, you're Rose's friend, this should be a good sign for you. Like, this should make you happy. Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, again, like, the whole reason that Blanche was supposed to go out with him, I don't know what Blanche was expecting. She was expecting a quickie. Right, I guess. But, um, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was, and, and Dorothy is like, you should go to the ballroom. You should do it. What's wrong with you, Rose? Oh, that's right. Yeah, because they have yeah the weekly ballroom dancing. And is Rose is like, I can't do it. I need your shoulder, Dorothy. And then all of a sudden, it becomes a, a shit show on Dorothy, where they're like, can't. That's all you do is stay home and yeah. curl up with a book all anymore. All of a sudden, they shit on Dorothy, and they're like, Yo, you never go out. All you do is read. You're old and ugly with your hunchback. Get out of the house. That's what I do all the time. <laughs> like that's my night. Is like staying home and reading. It's really sad, actually. I, but I enjoy it. <laughs> I was in, I literally, I got out of pajamas to come here at yeah. 5 p.m., but I put on workout clothes, so it looks like maybe I came from a hike, <laughs> but I just like got out of comfortable clothes to I put on more run comfortable earlier. clothes. You did? I'm trying to get back. My back's been hurting me, but I'm slowly getting back into physical fitness so that I don't die 400 pounds. That's good. You're very far away from 400 pounds, just so you know. I don't know about that. I can tell just by eyeballing you. Someday I might have to get cut out of here. No, you won't. You never know, No, you won't. You You won't. And Um, when it happens, we'll podcast it. No, no. (laughs) So Um, H. Allen's getting cut out the side of the apartment now. 
and rents are skyrocketing in Los Angeles. Um, so there's a great moment where, so they finally convince Rose to go dance yeah. at the ballroom. Well, Dorothy agrees to go. Yes. Yeah. And Rose is worried because she's like, you know, what if I'm talking to Miles and I say something idiotic? Yeah. And Blanche goes, uh, just breathe it in his ear. <laughs> uh, nothing sounds idiotic if it's wet enough. <laughs> I want that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> Nothing so... sounds idiotic if it's wet enough. Ugh. And then Dorothy... Out of context, that could mean so many things. I don't want wet things on me. I don't like wet noises. I don't like wet, loud chewing sounds. I don't like movie kissing noises. Um, yeah. Dorothy has a funny bit where when she finally relents and says, fine, I'll go, um, she, she turns to her mother and she's like, Ma, where are my dancing shoes? <laughs> Which is a stupid question. And then, yeah, so, do you have specific dancing shoes? No, I don't. My shoes Unless that I'm wearing like right now are dancing dancer. shoes. Yeah. All right, Sorry, I do. I, I've been listening to Missy Elliott a lot because of her new song, and I really, really want to be able to dance like Missy because I feel like I'm shaped a little bit like Missy, mm-hmm. and that I could probably do some of the moves that Missy does. Mm-hmm. Like, there's that one song where she's like chubby waist thick legs something something else and i'm like that's me she's describing me and she's doing this weird dance and she's doing it and i think if i trained i could be missy elliott what does that mean like i could dance like missy elliott okay you know i could that that would be good that'd be good physical fitness like dancing that's like fun workouts I'm not doing it to work out. I'm doing it to be Missy Elliott. Oh, you're doing it for the love of the dance? Yes. Like, <laughs> it is not about fitness, Carrie. Uh, no, I do think that I don't have much rhythm, but I feel like if I trained properly, and I, I, don't, I can't afford training right now, so <laughs> I'm just going to watch Missy videos. Yeah. And see there if are I, workout videos you can watch online. It's not for working out, oh, Carrie. Oh, sorry. It's for the dance. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Um, Can we talk about how Blanche gets turned on at the idea of a family of grizzly bears licking honey off of her? I fucking loved it. That is so disgusting. You think? Okay. No, Picture it. No, no, listen. (laughs) Picture it. Set up how she picked it up. She was like, so they turned to Dorothy or they turned to Blanche. They're like, Blanche, you going to come? She's like, no, I'd rather. I'd rather. Did she say it to the girls or she say it alone? No, she says it to the girls, I think. I'd rather be covered in honey and have a grizzly lick it off me. A family of grizzlies. A family of grizzlies lick it off me. The Berenstein Bears lick it off me. And and then all of a sudden Blanche (laughs) is standing there. She's about to take a sip and she's like, why do I torture myself like this? And then she, and she goes gets and, up and goes, girls, girls, let's, wait. Okay, let's break this down for a second. You wouldn't like some, a gri- thing of grizzly bears to lick she honey off of you? She is tied up, yeah. right? Yeah. Grizzly bears, yeah. known yeah. to attack and kill people and maim them. These are friendly grizzly bears. She didn't say friendly grizzly bears. It's also, implied. Okay, all right, let's say they're friendly grizzly bears, yeah. right? We're talking about bears yeah. licking honey off of her body and her finding that sexual. For mm-hmm. them, it's about food. It's a little gross. No, it's just nature. It's like the circle. It's like No, her, it's not nature. It's the circle of life. No, it's not the circle of life. You're just saying things. That's what it is. It's literally nature speaking to nature. One is feeding the other. One is receiving. She's not nature. This is like one. She's nature. This is like one step away from like peanut butter on your balls with your dog. I mean, I don't. 
I don't condone that, but I will understand someone thinking maybe and then moving on. I'm not a dog owner, though, so I would never do that. Yeah. Anyway, it was just a real weird thing for her to get turned on by. Yeah. Well, we all got our things. I mean, you know, we're all turned on by our secret things. And she was alone when she admitted it. So it's, it's what we all would do. It's like basically she just did that weird wormhole you get when you're looking at porn. You know what I mean? When all of a sudden, like, you're going, you're looking at one porn and that, oh, that, that suggested video. And it goes to another and then another. And then all of a sudden you're seeing a grandma fisted and you're like, what the <laughs> fuck? You know? <laughs> yeah. Every night. Yeah. Um, then we get to the ballroom from The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> That's not from that The Shining. Music, I was like, we It's more like a VFW hall from Mama's the Family. The Shining. <laughs> Um, oh, that music. I think it's the same song that's playing when they do the dance contest before yeah, it starts so. when they're slow dancing. So. That yeah. Dorothy's loving it, though. Dorothy's like, I feel like I'm 20 again. Yeah, I'm glad she had a good time. She had a good time. Um, Blanche's purple dress that she wore mm-hmm. was so sexy. So and sexy. It had a cape to it. It was... She did that, um, that you know, a jumpier than a clown at a prison rodeo yes. strut yes. in that dress. It was amazing. She was like, this is going to be like fishing in one of those trout farms. And yes. then she strutted away. She did. And it, it was, was so good. So good. Blanche is, Blanche is good in this episode. Yeah. But then Rose is, is dancing with Miles and um, she feels. She feels dumb. She's telling. Yeah. So Miles says something. Who knows what? I actually, I don't think I'm a fan of Miles, but Miles says something, and then Rose starts away. telling a story. Oh yeah, she tells us Saint Olaf story, and all of a sudden she gets to a point where she's like, and then he it, says, "Who says you can't go home again?" We're literally just like, like saying every line in the whole episode right now. It's kind of great, <laughs> and, oh, and she's like, "It's stupid," and then she goes and she finds. The 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 one stool that's randomly placed on the sofa on the dance floor. Yeah, there's just a fancy sofa on the dance floor, and it's it's weird that it's placed there, but it does give an opportunity for them to have a really nice backdrop. Yeah, when they're talking. Yeah. Um, he had a really really sweet line. I mean, he you know he does what he he does what he can to make her feel better. He does. He does. Um, he tells her one thing I love. He says, "You're very special. I'm just lucky to be smart enough to see it." And then he's all like, life is like a ballroom, isn't it? And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. He shut up, shut up, shut up. all about the metaphors. Um, but, yeah, I think Miles, if we, if, we, if we take away the fact that in the future we learn that Miles is actually, like, living a, f- a fake life with a false identity and, yeah. like, always looking over his shoulder for the cheese man. Yeah. To me, Miles, I think d- he definitely doesn't see Rose... As, as dumb, dumb in no. any way. No, he's in love with Rose. He's like, yeah, he just he's sees her. He's blinded by his love with Rose. Yeah, he sees her sweet. as like a sweet, loving person, I guess. You know, just again, they've just met. But I mean, but when you're that age, love comes quick for a reason. I guess so, yeah. so does the TikTok clock. Yeah. Um, but uh, it is actually, I mean, that's what that's what being in love is, is when someone can look past the things that you don't like that you think is bad about yourself. Yeah. That was really sweet. What I just said, you should coin <laughs> that. You should do something with that. I should put that on a bumper sticker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nothing sounds idiotic if it's wet enough. <laughs> oh God. Um, Life is like a box of chocolates. I actually, I liked the way 
this this episode ended in terms of um you know after Rose and Miles had their sweet moment yeah. uh we just see all of the women dancing with their dates. And they're all sweet with their heads on their shoulders and stuff. And Sophia and the music's Sophia's playing. dancing with her da, date because he paid her da, 10 cents. Da, 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 da. And that was it. That, that was, was it. the episode. Good episode. I really liked it. I did too. I like I like Miles. I mean I tolerate Miles. I don't mind him. I just I I don't know. Yeah, you know what? I guess he's like He's he's milk toast. But well, here's the thing. I, I don't like that he gets that he gets Rose wrapped up in his cheese man drama later. That's too much. That is too much baggage later. for a relationship. But at the same time, he has this new identity. He's just trying to live I just his like life. Belched into the microphone. Sorry, I didn't guys. hear a thing. I did. I have the oh, headphones you heard on. It? Oh. Yeah. Um, Sorry, guys. But you heard at the that same too. time, I guess he's trying to. <laughs> Like live a normal life. Yeah. Um, my body reacted to Miles. Mm. That's what that was. That was my body saying Miles is boring. He's handsome though. You think so? I think. I mean, he's no Jake, but um, but yeah, Jake. Harold Gould, handsome, was a handsome guy. Is he no longer with us? I don't know. Um, well, I'll tell you the golden. We'll go to golden takeaways. Um, my golden takeaway from this episode has to do with the honey. Um, so I oh wrote God. an I wrote an article like I don't know maybe less than a year ago now uh, for Vice about me attempting to have a food fetish um, <clears throat> and I did I I was dating this man and uh, he had a food fetish I did not and he wanted weird things and it culminated in um, the use of honey and I knew the relationship was going nowhere but I was just sort of doing it for the story like most things in my life <laughs> and I uh, we used honey in a sexual situation and honey got into places that honey shouldn't get to and uh, then the next morning I woke up and I started you know making my coffee and doing the things and He's in bed and I come back to my bed and I see rows of ants just everywhere. And I'm terrified because like honey, ants, and he's not even phased by this. And then all of a sudden the thought gets pops into my head. Can ants live inside your butthole? Like, oh, what if ants crawled into my butthole? Now, I I'm not going to say that I didn't because I did email my doctor and, and ask him if hypothetically if an ant one or two found its way found its way into my butthole would they be able to survive inside my butthole and my doctor said no i do not think so and that settled the argument but i did stop seeing the man and the ants yeah it's a great story thank you and i will say that man is a former guest on this podcast. <laughs> now you guys get to search. <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but I'm never going to say. I'm never um, going to say. I think my golden takeaway for this episode is, um, I think I need more bumper stickers. <laughs> Do you? I don't have any bumper stickers you on my none? car. I have, no. I mean, my license plate is a bumper sticker, basically. Yeah. It says Ugh Why. Yeah. And I have a Hillary bumper sticker on still. Um, 
That just must be great driving down the street. I, everybody sees it. I'm sure so many people take pictures of it. Oh, my license plate? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they definitely. It's fun. It is actually fun when I look behind me and I see people taking pictures of my car. Mm-hmm. And it's because of that. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's my car. Yeah, you have like a yeah. celebrity car. Um, I used to have bumper stickers on my car when I was a teenager. I would yeah. have like banned bumper stickers. Oh, God. Uh, like Dave Matthews band? No. Like Newfound Glory. Jeez. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just <laughs> Eve six, eh? don't know what that no? one is either. Okay. No, I know Eve. I know Eve. Yeah, no, this is different. This okay. was a three man band, like a little bit like Green Day, but not I know Green so Day. much. Yeah, um, that's my golden takeaway. Have like, more bumper stickers. Bump stick. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, uh, if you guys are following along with the podcast, the next episode we're watching is not another Monday suicide. It's gotta live. Oh, that's going to be a sad episode to cover. That one's a downer. Well, but it doesn't have to be. I have a funny suicide story. Oh, great. (laughs) Tune in next week, guys. Tune in next week for my suicide story. (laughs) Guys, this has been Out on the Lanai. (laughs) If you guys want, you can follow us on Facebook. We are facebook.com slash Golden Girls Podcast. We are at Golden Girls Pod on Twitter. And we have the website outonthelanai.com. And in fact, if you would like to donate to Out on the Lanai, you can go to that website, outonthelanai.com slash donate. And you can, uh, through Patreon, set up a one-time donation or monthly donation. Carrie's just uh, taking this. Go, costs, go, go. All costs go to uh, costs to do this podcast. And an upcoming live show. Yes. Which we have just started plotting. We've just started plotting. Um, yeah. In Los Angeles. Uh, also, um, if you can't donate to the podcast, but if you want to show support, you can go on iTunes and you can rate mm, us. Give us a little a review. Good Five star review. Do they do five stars or is it four? Whatever. Give all the star reviews. All the stars and leave us a nice review uh, and share the podcast. Tell your friends and family about it. Especially because the Golden Girls is coming to Hulu, which means, guys, this is actually, I'm going to get rural. I'm going to get rural with y'all. This is a great opportunity for A, not only people to embrace the podcast and start from the beginning. We apologize for the sound of the first two seasons. For, 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 for They could start from the beginning of the podcast and then watch the episodes on Hulu. It, 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 because it's going to give more people access to the Golden Girls at an anytime setting, it's going to give people the opportunity to then be into the podcast. So if your friends are like, I don't got the DVDs, I don't got time to watch them on my whole Hallmark channel, boom. Now they got a reason. All right. Yeah. Let's so take it. take it, run with it. And maybe maybe we'll, we'll, we'll – I'm still finding out a thing about the Hulu thing. So there's a, there's a thing happening. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and you guys, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Squid Eat Squid. And I am Squidzy on Instagram. And I am H. Allen Scott. On everything. everything. (laughs) Uh, And as always, guys, I almost said take care of yourselves and each other. That's Jerry Springer. (laughs) (laughs) What I meant to say was stay golden. (laughs) Stand by the mind.